Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, May the 15th. We are coming to you online from our homes scattered all over the United States now. Um, we've got some guests with us tonight. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today from the Pop Goes the Culture podcast are... Curtis. Dustin. Kato. Emily. Okay, hey, there she's with us. <laughs> <laughs> and Hawk. Huck from Fanatics and a fan, of course. <laughs> there we go. It's almost like we've never done a podcast. Every time we do one of these, it's like a brand new experience. Uh, and we are, of course... Was, what's that? That was my fault. Uh, that was my fault. I'm not sure if Emily wanted to introduce herself as something separate or if she was included in our... So that was my fault. That's all right. We're, still, we're just glad you're here with us again, Emily. Thank you for being here. Yeah. <laughs> we are... Good. We are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, and critics from the Midwest talking entertainment and pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. And like I said, we have some special guests joining us online today. We've got, first of all, from Don't Push It. Matt, do you want to go first? Yeah. <laughs> take your I'll turn. Just pick one. Hey, this is Matt, and you just heard Zach uh, from the Don't Push It podcast. Um, at our show every week, we discuss the latest in gaming. TV, film, sports, news, and then we talk about our favorite shows and movies we've seen in the past week. Um, once a month, we do a Game of the Month Club um, where you can play along with us. Uh, this month is Minecraft, so if you got a chance to play for the next few weeks, um, we'll be doing yeah. an episode soon about that. Um, but really, if you've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. A little game called Minecraft. Um, but yeah, we uh, like to go off the rails with hot takes and banter and stuff, so that's us. <laughs> Uh, thanks, thanks for having us absolutely thanks for being here of course part part of the pop goes the culture podcast network you can check out all their new episodes over at pop goes the culture.com and joining us from fellowship of the geeks hi um, i'm mike and i'm from the fellowship of the geeks we are a uh, a comics and geek culture podcast um we're on the pop goes the culture network as well um come check us out sometime absolutely thanks you guys everybody for being here um to, for the folks who who don't know, we, we've got so much stuff. We sat here trying for the last two months to come up with a weekly podcast, and sometimes we were scraping the bottom of the barrel to find something to talk about. And then this morning, I had not looked at any of the news, and I sat down, opened up the computer, was like, let's put together a podcast. And there was so much stuff. <laughs> I put out an open call, and I asked these guys in particular to join us because there is a ton to talk about all of a sudden this week. And if you were wondering what the hell that noise was at the top of the show, our buddy Cooper from the Alamo Drafthouse uh, in Springfield, he was posting some raw videos of songs that he's been working on over the isolation. He he had one of his videos. He was kind of loosening up his mouth and kind of making some noise. So I asked him if we could uh, use that to open the episode to kind of warm us all up. Uh, he said, sure, whatever. Go ahead. Do whatever you want to do with it. So we miss you, Coop. We can't wait to be back out the Alamo with you soon. We have got a great for show for everybody this week. We are talking about our favorite medical-themed TV series, and we've got some medical professionals on the podcast with us, so this could be fun. But we've got a ton to cover before we get to that. So before we get into the headlines, what did everybody get a chance to watch, read, listen to, play, make, do? What did you guys do in the past week or so? 
Kenny, I'll start with you because I know what you watched on Netflix. Yeah, I uh, I watched a couple things. I watched Extraction, the uh, Chris Hemsworth movie, right? And that show was like it was like a John Wick movie. It was amazing, and the action was killer and that stuff. And then the opposite end of that, <laughs> I watched John Henry with Terry Crews, and man. I wanted to love that movie when I started watching it, right? But it was it it, it was bad. It was like <laughs> it was just this side of a high school play. I Which mean, movie? It was John Henry. Oh God! And it's got Terry Crews in it, and like I said, I I wanted to love it because I love Terry Crews, but and it had potential, but. It was like they slapped three movies together to put out one, and it, it was going all kinds of different places. Very good. Uh, how about everybody else? What everybody else get a chance to go through? I only prompted Kenny because I I watched and saw on Facebook that you'd been paying attention to those. So, what's everybody else been up to in the last week or so? Um, I'll go ahead and go. I okay. uh, we've been working on the short film that I directed. Right. Hawk knows about that. He had to go do some ADR recently. And uh, yesterday, I finally got to play D and D. It's been almost two months since our game. Yes. So, um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And I, I would also like to give a shout out, if I if I may. Ooh, we don't do those on the show. <laughs> oh, go, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to give a shout out to New World Camelot Mead Honey Wine. It is a really, really good wine. Say it again. For when you're gaming. Say it again. And it's not what, a bad price. What was it called again? Huh? Say it again. It's what was it called? New World Camelot Mead Honey Wine. All right. Very good. I'll totally remember that. Yeah. It's, a, it's some good stuff. I'm hoping to, you know, maybe get something for free from it. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You'll have to send them to the podcast and tell them you mentioned them. Right. <laughs> what else? What's everybody else been up to? I've actually been watching Psych. <laughs> I, I watched it whenever I was younger, and now I'm just like rewatching and uh, enjoying every single minute of it. That's on Hulu now, right? Um, no, it's just on Amazon uh, Prime, on, on okay. which is stupid because that well, makes most, it accessible. But... Most of USA is on Amazon Prime. Yeah, USA. Yeah, that's where they tend to land. Yeah. Joy, where's the new movie coming out? What movie? The Psych the movie? Yeah, I was going to say, right now I'd hate to even guess what the date is on that. I know it's scheduled for next year, but we'll see what happens. How about you, Hawk? What have you been doing? So, for the action fan, uh, join the wonderful people of Sato 48. So, I've been watching film to see which is going to be the best pop culture reference movie. Right, uh, and you guys will be able to find that out at the award show, which I forgot the date. So if anybody else remembers, please <laughs> jump in. Curtis, I don't remember. <laughs> I have to look through the emails again. <laughs> so it's an important date. Everybody's got it on their calendar. <laughs> it's, it's all different. So we're all. It's a stay-at-home awards ceremony. So which is cool because then I won't be as drunk as I was last year. Well, there you go. Or more so. Or am I? Right. Or I mean, more. <laughs> I do want to say congrats, Emily. I really liked your guys' Sato film. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. It was stressful and not turned in on time, but it was because <laughs> <laughs> there were only three of us. But you know, 
we had a, hey, a em- solid time. Emily, for those who don't know, can you tell folks what Sado is for those who are uh, local? Yes. So Sado 48 is a 48-hour film, film festival where you have a couple rules and you learn what those are on Friday. And then um, you film and write and edit within the 48 hours. And then at the end of it, you can get awards and stuff. It's pretty cool. Right on. Huh. It's very yeah. stressful. It's I very stressful. No sleep for <laughs> a weekend. Quarantine and like everyone's has to have very specific people. Right. But the rules were actually pretty simple this year. There weren't anything that bad, which is pretty good, at least. Right. And of course, me being me and fanatics being fanatics, we decided to add to the challenge. So we issued a challenge that to see if people use the pop culture reference in a new and unique way. And people responded. We've got a, we've been watching films for like three days now. So I can't wait to get to them all. Right. Yeah, mine is going to be late. So <laughs> you are not uh, eligible for any of the awards. But, you know, we <laughs> had a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's and right. I'm right. Really with you, Emily. Why is it every time I see you nowadays, you're beating up somebody? Ah, uh, you know, it's just what I do. <laughs> Maybe next week we'll figure something out. There you go. Hey, Dustin, Dustin, you've been back to work at Vintage Stock. Dustin, of course, is our comics manager at our local comic shop at Vintage Stock. You guys have been pretty busy in the last week or so, right? We have been. Um, and good news, uh, I'll be receiving comic books next Wednesday. So Yay. that'll be... Starting back up. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, I'm getting paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was getting paid on unemployment. So, I mean, either way, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, new comics <laughs> next week. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. For uh, for our new guys, for Matt and Zach, what have you guys been up to in the last, I don't know, a couple weeks or so? Any, anything uh, particular so- you've been playing? or? <laughs> Well, Zach, you fit about like three months of Civ Six in the last twenty-four hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I just record. We just recorded our latest episode last night, and um, Matt and the other guys were talking about Civilization Six a lot. And I never downloaded it. So at about nine thirty last night, I downloaded it, and I think I've put in about eight hours since then. <laughs> and, nice. And that include and, and that includes working from home and all that as well. So that's so. just like one large map game is what that was then really. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm about to uh take over Rome. Pretty excited. <laughs> Very nice. How about you? Um, yeah. I went through um the first season of Outer Banks on Netflix in about a day. Yeah. Um a couple days ago. Um it was really good if you're looking for like teen drama but also like national treasure. Um it's pretty good. <laughs> Right How about you, Mikey? What have you been up to lately? Uh, well, since my D&D group isn't going to get back together for another couple of months, um, I have been actually playing Dungeons & Dragons Online. Right. Which, which is actually a surprisingly old MMO. Right. Um, it's been around for like four years, but um, it, they're still putting out new content. Still, some good stuff going on there, and they're actually—they've actually got a lot of their content is available for free right now. Very good. It's, it's, it's 
it, I could I could never get into it. It felt like after leaving like EverQuest, it felt like going back after after that. So I don't know. I never could get into D and D online, but uh, I'm glad you're having fun with it. I know a lot of folks are still playing it. Yeah, I'm playing D and D over uh, Roll Twenty and Discord. Right. So uh, my yeah, DM, so we're my, chatting and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, my, my DM is very resistant to that, so we're gonna have. Yeah. And it sucks, but you know, what you gotta do. Yep. Well, we know that you all watched, read, listened to, played, did th- different things as well over the last week. Let us know what you thought about whatever entertainment you've taken in in the past week. Leave us a recorded message with your one minute review. Yes, we'll time you. Your one re- minute review on the hotline at 417 986 7842. We'd love to include your recorded message in a future episode. So let's get to the headlines because we got a lot of headlines all of a sudden. It seems like, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. After two months, everything happened all at once. Start off with the, we'll get the sad news out of the way and then we'll get to the fun stuff. The sad news, of course, we're talking about rock and roll legend and hall of fame inductee. Little Richard passed away last Saturday. He was 87 years old. Uh, The cause of death is related to a bone cancer that he had been battling for years one of the originators and innovators in rock and roll. Uh, I know a few folks have posted online uh, over the weekend as well. Any thoughts on the passing of little Richard? Bone cancer is a hard one to go. Yeah. It's a tough one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he's, he's a guy who probably didn't get as much credit as, as he deserved for some of the groundbreaking stuff he was doing back in the Absolutely. Kind of sad. Kind of sad. Yeah. I, I agree with you uh, with that one completely. Um, the rock bands of the 60s and 70s, the stuff that they sampled from him and learned from him. I can't imagine what rock would be like now if it weren't for Little Richard. Right. And he just, he seemed like kind of a nice, weird guy. Just right. Based on a little bit that I've seen of him. Yeah. He was like the OG rock star. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. And I think my favorite, I think my favorite Little Richard was uh, the movie Mystery Alaska, where they yes. got the uh, the amateurs <laughs> are playing the NHL. I think it was the New York Rangers out on a pond in Alaska, and to freeze out the competition, literally, they had Little Richard sing the you know the U.S. national anthem, and then everybody's getting ready to go, and then he starts into O Canada, and it's just it's fantastic. He's <laughs> great. Man. He is. It's a, it's a good movie anyway. I mean, it's one of those it's one of those Russell Crowe movies that you always forget about, but it's a great right. movie and Little Richard absolutely steals the entire movie with his I want to say what 2 minutes of performance. Two minutes. I feel like there's an untapped potential to have him in more movies. I do too. I think he would have been great. Well, we talked about it a little bit before. We're going to talk about it now. We uh, watched the WWE Money in the Bank pay-per-view this past weekend on our cast channel. Uh, Tom from Multiverse Tonight, the podcast, he joined uh, Kenny and I. It was fun. It was it was interesting. Um, it was short, which was the best part about it. <laughs> it was only two and a half hours, which is awesome, which apparently is kind of the direction they're planning to go during this whole, hey, we can't have people in the audience, so why are we doing four hour marathons? Let's just get knock it out in two and a half hours and be done with it. Um, but yeah, it was, it was different. Um, but there's still the, the company's still kind of dealing with this whole pandemic thing. Um, of course, Roman Reigns, one of the stars has remained off television for, well, since before WrestleMania, the announcers aren't even allowed to mention his name. He was even edited out of the highlight package leading up to the money in the bank pay-per-view. 
Um, and of course, Sami Zayn, he's remained off television since WrestleMania 36. Again, all because they have concerns due to the coronavirus and you know the company's handling of um, worker safety and whatnot. So he has been stripped of his Intercontinental title. They'll have a tournament to crown a new champion. It's it's a tough line to walk. I know they recently uh, laid off a lot of folks. I can't imagine being a superstar and making that stand for your and your family's health and safety. And, you know, at, at the same time, the company is just, you know, kind of writing these people out as though they don't exist almost. Yeah, I understand why they had to do the whole title thing and stuff with him, but that's if you're going to make the decision not to show up, you know, they've got to keep the show going. So I understand that. Yeah. Not the only title to be dropped Uh, this Monday, Becky Lynch, WWE superstar. She dropped her title for another reason altogether. Uh, She's pregnant. So she's going to be out of action for a while for at least nine months. I'm guessing probably longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Lynch is currently dating co-star Seth Rollins. I was, I, I, okay. So I thought about this for a good five minutes today. Should I include this tasteless joke or not in the podcast? And I did in part to let our new guys know that you can say whatever you want on this show. Taste does not matter. So here's the tasteless joke that goes with it. This marks the first time that the women's championship has the women's champion has lost her title due to being rolled up with a small package. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's terrible. No, it's not a good one. It's really bad. No, it is. No, we're we're going for as tasteless as we could possibly get, and so unfriend him. I have no firsthand knowledge of Seth Rollins' penis size. I'll just let that out. So, <laughs> moving on. Get out internet, do your thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take it, take it and run with it. Do what you're going to do. All right, jumping into some other news. It almost feels like going forward, the way we format these things, it's going to be like, here's the Disney news. Here's the AT&T, Time Warner, HBO news. It's kind of, we can almost chunk it up that way going forward. But here we got Disney news. Disney has confirmed that Mulan will release in theaters on July 24th hoping and helping theaters reopen after the pandemic. Disney also (laughs) announced a theatrical release date of August 28th for new mutants. I'll believe it when I see it in theaters. Uh, Yeah. There's no no chance that's happening. (laughs) Yeah. No chance. (laughs) They did confirm that this is the exact same cut of the film that was finished in 2017. There have not been any reshoots. The film's just been jerked around the schedule by Fox first and now Disney for years. So we'll see if New Mutants actually arrives in theaters in August. I think I also think Disney is completely lying about that Um, because that was like the that was the reason for like the first two pushbacks was reshoots and all that. Yeah. So we'll find out (laughs) at some point, I guess. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe maybe or not. (laughs) We'll never know, actually. Yeah. I will say, even though there's no music, I am pretty excited for Mulan. Yeah. (laughs) It It, looks looks really good. I'm hoping that they bring back the Szechuan sauce at McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) You you and a bunch of other Rick and Morty fans, yeah. Uh, What the fucking sauce? Yeah. The Hamilton movie, a live recording with the original cast that was shot in 2016 that Disney purchased the distribution rights to uh, a while ago, that was supposed to open in theaters next year, but 
Disney has moved that to a Disney Plus release on Friday, July the 3rd, just in time for the 4th of July holiday weekend. I think that's a good move. Hell yeah. I am so excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm excited. Like <laughs> July 4th, 1776. <laughs> July 4th. 1776. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> uh, Matt, and I are, Matt and I are such huge Hamilton fans. Like, as soon as I saw this news, I texted him about it. Like, <laughs> Back in college, like we would just start playing like Hamilton tracks during parties and stuff, and we'd be the only two <laughs> into it. Great. I mean, I'm I'm an acting major, so we're all pretty uh, we're pretty, pretty, pretty stoked. Yeah, we're excited. <laughs> Did the kids say stoked anymore? Did I just age myself? I'm sorry. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay, fair enough. Point. <laughs> yeah, if I can make a tasteless joke about a small package, I can say stoked. All right. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go. Also on Disney Plus, we received confirmation that in addition to the previously announced Asaka, Asaka Tone, good lord, I can't <laughs> speak now. <laughs> Please, so, somebody else say it. Asaka Tone. Thank you. A few more old faces will be returning for The Mandalorian Season 2. Tamura Morrison, who played Jango Fett in Star Wars Episode 2, will be playing Boba Fett, which makes total sense since he is Jango's unaltered clone. And there are rumors that have first they're, first they get debunked, and then they pop up again, and then they get debunked, then they get confirmed, then they're a rumor again, then they get debunked. But there are rumors that he may also play Clone Captain Rex from the Clone Wars animated series, lending a little bit of credence to that Clone Wars connection is the fact that Katie Sackhoff will be playing the Mandalorian Bo-Katan, who she voiced in the Clone Wars animated series. I love this because it feels like they're building their own little Mandalorian universe over on Disney Plus that has nothing to do with what's happened with the saga films, and I think it's a fantastic move to make. That is a great idea. I agree with you completely. Also, I'm going to plant my flag in the ground now i think it's going to end up being rex because uh dave filoni has been super involved with mandalorian right and boba fett sucks rex is way better i will die on that hill (laughs) i can't disagree with that but i could i I could totally see like a whatever it was parent trap kind of thing with tamura morrison playing opposite himself yeah that could be kind of fun (laughs) <laughs> that kind of brings it back to Disney, brings it back full circle with the whole parent prep thing. He's like, wait, I got an idea. Let's switch places. Yeah. Ooh, hey. hey. Author Rick Riordan announced today on Twitter. This was my problem today. I sat down to come up with the news and like every, I get up, go get something to drink, come back. I'm like, shit, what, who got announced what now? Author Rick Riordan announced today on Twitter that Disney Plus is adapting his Percy Jackson series of books into a Disney Plus TV series. Quote, we can't say much more at this stage. But we are very excited about the idea of a live-action series of the highest quality following the storyline of the original Percy Jackson five-book series, starting with The Lightning Thief in season one. Do we have any Percy Jackson fans here? Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fantastic. So, I, so that's a no. <laughs> yeah. I, I, had, I had not seen this news, uh-huh. and I am like, you should see the smile on my face <laughs> right now. This is amazing. Absolutely I'm so excited. <laughs> were the movies not good? Because I never saw them. Oh, they were so bad. Yeah. They, I, if you didn't know anything about the books, they might have been semi okay. However, right. if you know anything, it's like they just missed so much 
really good content and mm-hmm. in favor of the less good content. Yeah, the, I think only, if you even know if you even know any Greek mythology, I, I think you wouldn't <laughs> like the movies that much. Yeah. There's only one reason to watch the movies, and I don't think she's coming back for the series. So, which is a shame. I, I agree with you, yeah. but <laughs> because, because Alexandria Daddario, she was, it, she wasn't miscast. Yeah, she was not miscast. They tried to, they, they, the producers said we can't have too many strong female characters in this movie because then boys won't watch it. So they like mashed up all the strong female characters into one character, and she yeah. was she did not do a bad job. She was the the most watchable part of that movie. Um, it just, you know, it was, it was bad. It was a bad movie. It was bad script. It was bad production. It was, I don't know who these producers are, but I, there's nothing wrong with a bunch of strong female characters. Yeah. But again, this was what, probably eight years ago, back before when it was all about, you know, the boy revenue, unfortunately. Yeah. No, as someone who like read the books, and you know, is an avid fan. I f- they just missed out on so many great characters and um, parts of the of the books, different um, storytelling opportunities that they just oof yeah. missed out on. Mm-hmm. I agree, definitely. Finally, and the acting. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, the act. Yeah, the acting was fine. It was just fine. <laughs> it was just fine. <laughs> And finally, on the Disney front, fans of the original Muppet Babies animated series from the 1980s, so that is like three of us here that could be old enough to remember that. Have I been, remember that. Okay, thanks. Four of us <laughs> have been pissed since the two, 2018 computer animator reboot on Disney Junior excluded the twins Scooter and Skeeter. Well, the pair will be making their introduction to the reboot on the May 22nd episode of Muppet Babies on Disney Junior. That's hard. How, how do you leave Scooter and Skeeter out? I mean, it's whatever. I, I've moved past this. Okay. So you've gotten over because you were part of the tantrum, I remember. Oh. <laughs> the other big newsmaker this week, of course, HBO Max announced their upcoming lineup ahead of the May 27th release. Wave one, which are the things, the shows, the movies that are going to be available at release are, of course, the HBO library of content. So things like The Sopranos, The Wire, the stuff you would expect. TV series like Rick and Morty, Doctor Who, Adventure Time, Big Bang Theory, and more. Uh, Of course, the Warner Brothers catalog of films that goes all the way back to 1928. And then new and original series like a rebooted Looney Tunes animated series, which honestly, I don't know why you do that, but sure. Uh, and originals, yeah, originals like Love Life, which is Anna Kendrick and a talking sex doll, which sounds that sounds way better than the previews actually make it look to be. It does not look good at all, and a whole lot more. Well, this week HBO Max announced a few Wave Two titles, so these are things that'll be available later on this summer, including Adventure Time, Distant Lands. It's a I don't know if it's a series or a movie or a limited series with focused on BMO, it looks like, on June 25th. Doom Patrol Season 2, which also launches on June 25th, which is a day-and-date release alongside DC Universe. So it doesn't matter whether you have DC Universe or HBO Max. You can watch Doom Patrol Season 2 at the same time. Um, And Seth Rogen's An American Pickle on August 6th, which is the story of a guy who apparently was pickled um, and brought back to life. It's not captain america um no it it it, the stuff i've seen the production art looks a little the lighthouse-ish only i don't think it's going to be quite like the lighthouse 
As um, long as it's not Green Hornet, that's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, I, can I make a complaint? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I've had HBO now for a couple of years now. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm eagerly awaiting this HBO Max because I'm wanting to switch over. And I see all these deals like get it now, sign up now, eleven ninety nine, cheaper than what it will be later. Right. So I try to do that. Log in with my current account. Oh, you're not eligible because you got your uh, HBO now through a third party. I'm like, are yep. you kidding? Yeah. No, if you if you get it directly from like a cable or satellite provider or directly from HBO, then, yeah, it just automatically rolls over. If it's a third party, you'll have to cancel that and sign up for the new unfortunately okay also lots of animated content from creators who cart whose cartoon network series have wrapped up in the past few years so again the folks behind like uh, adventure time and what's the other one i'm thinking of that took place in a park with a blue jay i can't think of the name the of regular that. show thank regular you show. looks like they've yeah. got a new series as well the question though is hbo max and we've been asking this question since dc universe launched um, is HBO Max, is their launch the content killer for DC Universe? Um, because, you know, if, if you got Doom Patrol launching day and date, I mean, that's not even like CW staggering Stargirl. That's like, yeah, you can watch it on DC Universe or just fucking watch it here. It doesn't matter. You're already logged into HBO Max anyway. Um, just I got the the what to watch this June marketing email from DC Universe today, and it is literally in June. Here's a new episode of Stargirl this week. Here's a new episode of Harley Quinn this week. Here's when Doom Patrol launches season two. There is nothing on DC Universe that is going to keep people showing up, I don't think. I mean, the back. This, doesn't DC have the uh, back catalog of all their comics? They do. You, you can use it as a. If you use it just as like a comic book reader, it, that's fine. It's it, it works for that. But I mean, as far I as I mean, I'm sure I don't, a lot of people aren't really do, use it for that. But, yeah. But as a you know as a as a digital television streaming service, I, I don't I don't see it. I don't I don't see the value in it. I guess. Yeah, I dropped it a long time ago. Yeah. Speaking of DC Universe content killers, like I said, the CW's Stargirl launches this week on Tuesday. New episodes will air Monday on DC Universe. You can turn on the CW on Tuesday and watch the exact same episode. On today's upfront calls, again, can't walk away from your computer on Thursday, apparently. On today's upfront calls, the CW confirmed that they are planning to largely corona-proof their fall schedule. Um, the returning series, which is just about everything they're airing now except for Arrow, and new series like Superman and Lois, uh, Walker, which is the reboot from of Walker, Walker Texas Ranger from Supernatural's Jared Padalecki, um, Kung Fu, the reboot of the original series starring Legacy's Olivia Liang. So again, they like to keep working with the same actors over and over again. Um, those are all premiering in January of 2021. So new Batwoman, new Flash, new series like Walker, Kung Fu, all that's mid-season stuff. Um, so what are they going to do this fall? Well, the final seven episodes of Supernatural that got shut down by the pandemic, those are going to air in the fall. And the stuff you would normally watch in the summertime on the CW, like Who's Line, uh, Penn and Teller Fool Us, World's Funniest Animals, you know, for the big following they have. That's all <laughs> slated. <laughs> That's all slated for this fall, as well as the bringing over stuff from like CW Seed. Um, they've acquired some foreign series like Dead Pixels, the corner, the outpost. Um, but the most interesting part that kind of brings us back to DC universe is this, 
the CW has acquired the rights to the CBS All Access series, Tell Me a Story, which I think ran two seasons so far. That'll air in the fall. And they've acquired the rights to DC Universe's Swamp Thing, which really? is just weird to me. You might remember Swamp Thing is the series mm-hmm. that had, there were going to be 13 episodes. Um, then they ran out of money. So it became 10 episodes. And then before, like, it, it, it was going to debut on Friday and it was canceled on Thursday. Um, but, but if you watch it, it's not terrible. I mean, it takes a little bit. You got to get through the first couple episodes before it starts to actually pick up, but, um, it wasn't terrible. And now the CW is picking that up. So again, that's not a DC universe thing anymore. I need to do something better with it. Well, all they're going to do is recut it. I mean, just, you know, cut in commercials. Really? Yeah, they just picked up. All all they're doing is they're picking up stuff that already exists so they can slap it on this fall and not have to go into production. Uh, so they're not actually doing like a new season. It's just going to reshow the same. But yeah, it's, it's the exact same thing that was on DC universe. So again, why have DC universe? I know Harley Quinn season one is airing over on sci-fi. So I, I don't see a, a need to hang on to the DC universe as a streaming content provider. All right, we'll move on. <laughs> no thoughts on that. <laughs> Everybody else is like, yeah, no shit. Move on. Quit talking about I honestly it. We're just letting that know about it. Uh, I honestly didn't even know about it until like way later. Because I don't know. I just feel like it's just not as big as any of the other streaming not. services. And I don't think they were very good at talking about. Yeah. Or there's just, there's just too many. There's yeah. just too many streaming services, and really only the giants are gonna be able to survive yeah it's just like a it's just a ploy to make money so that they can like put stuff out there and create content but it's like <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it, i don't know it just feels like there's no when you've got, yeah when you've got the biggest entertainment companies in the world pulling back everything they own and putting it on their own thing yeah it's just monopolies are going to show up yeah it's just going to be easier to roll it onto whatever they're making yeah, which, yep. will, which will be HBO yep. Max. It's all, yeah, ATT, Time Warner, Warner Brothers, whoever else. HBO Max, I'm sure, has a much bigger potential audience. Oh, so that's oh you know, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> For sure. Yep. So moving on to the movie side of things, uh, director for Christopher McQuarrie confirmed that Mission Impossible 7 and 8 are going to be shot together. It's going to be a two-parter that will include the original returning cast alongside Tom Cruise as they kind of bow out of the franchise and hand it over to a new younger cast of characters um for right or so wrong what's really, <laughs> so what's really funny about this is that was what they intended to do with jeremy renner back right. in like mission impossible 4 right like um he was supposed to take over for tom cruise but he decided to be an avenger instead <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> Well, didn't they do that with the Bourne movies too, starring Jeremy Renner? Yeah, they yeah. they tried it. They tried <laughs> with both. They they tried them with they tried them in both franchises. And the next movie was um, Tom Cruise came back in Mission Impossible, and then Matt Damon came back for uh, Bourne. Bourne, yeah, yeah. He he's 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 adverse to leading a franchise. I guess I don't know. Yeah. He likes just teasing. That's it. I guess. <laughs> hey, you gonna have? And he's, he's like, nope. he's not the only one who. Uh, isn't thrilled about leading a franchise. <laughs> the Batman star Robert Pattinson told GQ in an interview that was published this week that he's not working out for the role. 
responding to expectations that he actually, you know, put some work in. He said, quote, I think if you're working out all the time, you're part of the problem. You set a precedent. No one was doing that in the 70s. Even James Dean. He wasn't exactly ripped. Um, <laughs> now, he did the article. Adam West was. Add the, yeah, well. Uh, the article goes on to note that his co-star, Zoe Kravitz, who's playing Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, she is sticking with her workout routine that Warner Brothers gave her to do during the pandemic because she likes her job. No, I, mean, I don't think his job security is on the line. I, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because I feel like there's so many um, there's so many ideas that people have in their heads about like what superheroes look like or what or what women are supposed to look like in action movies. And I feel like, um, I feel, I like that he's like, no, you shouldn't have to do that to be a superhero. Like, like again, James Dean, or if you watch the Indiana Jones movies, like he was, he was like a hero type figure, anti-hero, but like he wasn't exactly ripped, you know? But like now that we have the Avengers and stuff like that, we all, we're all like, we have this idea in our heads of, what people are supposed to look like if they're uh, vigilantes, and so I, 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 I also like keep your job? Question mark. <laughs> and why bother? I mean, honestly, they can just spray on some some the six pack abs with latex, <laughs> the and it'll be rubber, fine. Yeah, the foam rubber yeah. abs and nipples. I mean, and, it did back, I mean, in, did that back in the nineties, right? Yeah. Christian Bale didn't get big. I mean, yeah. he was. He was just regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and Pattinson's already kind of ripped. So, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like people are thinking of like Chris Evans, who's supposed to be a super soldier, like that, yeah. like Thor, who's a that god, right. you know? But like, right. like Batman doesn't have to look like that. He's just no. a regular dude who's like, I would buy a suit with nipples on it. It don't matter. I would say Affleck, as bad as those movies were, Ben Affleck was. Ben Affleck was the least objectionable part of those movies for me. And the way that he got big was he got solid. He got thick. He turned into a tank, which is what Batman should be. If you're, you know, if you're going out every night, you know, beating up and punishing it's, it's that it's, it's what it's what, yeah, it's what that it's kind of like what uh, Stallone did for the Rambo movie. I forget which one Rambo, the fourth one, I guess where his exercise routine, his regiment was, I'm not doing working out with weights. I'm, you know, going out and cutting down trees and dragging them and, you know, doing things like that, that his character would do. So that makes sense. I think the part that gets me about Patton's statement, though, is that he doesn't want to set that precedent. The precedent was set with Hugh, with Hugh Jackman back in the first X-Men film when there were there were reports where, you know, the studio purchased you know, physical trainer slash dietitian was waking him up at three in the morning and force feeding him protein shakes to get him, yeah. you know, cut for the role. So you know, it's not like Pattinson's, you know, not setting a precedent. The precedent's already there. It, whether you yeah. want to follow that or not is completely, you know, that's between him and the studio. But and I also feel like Robert Pattinson's probably pretty fit. So I feel like he's like, I'm not going to do the super workout. Like, I'm not going to go hardcore about it. But he's probably pretty fit. Like, I don't know. He's an actor. He probably still works out and, like, eats right and shit like that. So I feel like he might not be doing the superhero workout to get ready for this role. But he's probably still working out. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty He's pretty fit. Those seagulls enjoyed the hell out of him at the end of the lighthouse. So yeah, they did. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two things I have to say about like the whole thing with this. 
is like one if if comic books were going the route of leaning out every superhero and making them 140 pound you know 160 pound dude i would understand it but they're not their thing is having them muscles having them big why not put in the time these people are getting paid a few million dollars to go shoot a movie get your ass in the gym and work out my yeah. second thing on this is I spent the first half of my life getting in multiple fights with people from tiny guys to big guys, just whoever wanted it. A little guy, even if they have an ability like a martial art that they are not karate or some bullshit martial art, but something <laughs> practical, then I could kind of see where they would could stay lean and small yeah, and be able right. to do something, but Everybody that I've grown up and fought with and stuff that were small were easy. They may have been tough, but they were easy. And a, a Batman who dominates the underground and all the criminals in Gotham has to be a bigger dude. That's just plain and simple. Maybe. So yeah. I so see that. If you were I, I, whenever I think of like the lean heroes or things like that, I think of like martial arts yeah, films like they're, they're literally like amazing at what they do and you know when you're a martial arts master you don't have to be jacked you just yeah. kind of have to like you've got to be fit and strong and you have to know what you're doing and you have Good to be coordination <laughs> right so it's Fast. like yeah, right you can't be clumsy so it's just like i i understand that but i but i do see that like the need for i guess a hero like batman <laughs> like <laughs> the, the, he looks a certain way in the comics and in the movies so Nice. Yeah. Object to, the, to calling him a hero in the first place is a criminal, is a vigilante. Fuck his ass up. <laughs> All right, fair <laughs> enough. That's the last word on Batman. Uh, right. So, well, hey, uh, Kenny, by the way, I want to say something. Yeah. When you were Kenny talking about how I like, get into fights, I for a second there thought you were going to do the uh, Vin Diesel monologue from uh, Knockaround, guys. <laughs> I don't, I, don't think I, ever, I don't think I ever got to 500, but I got up there. I've owned street fights. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, Comcast CFO stated in a virtual online media tech communications conference call thing that movie studios, regardless of what the theaters think about this, will be looking at releasing new movies directly to consumers day and date with theaters or skipping theatrical distribution altogether on a title by title basis. He pointed to, you know, the success of trolls world tour. Uh, he called it quote, a consumer friendly approach. We were certainly getting good feedback from the folks who've watched the movie. It continues to do well, but it's obviously a function of the world where, you know, theaters are closed, but he did state the company would have probably lost money if it not, had it not done that. Um, and while that might work for some films, particularly like family films or indie films, um, it's not something that they're looking at doing for these big blockbusters. He, he can't see like a Batman, for example, being a home, you know, video, video on demand release day and date with a theater. But for a lot of other films, it could make sense. And so he, he believes that studios will continue to look at that option, regardless of how um, theater and theater owners react to that decision. Which makes sense, I think, right? Yeah. All right. I, mean, I feel like that's in the, last, in the last statement that was made from Universal. Yeah, Universal said, you know, hey, we haven't said anything. We just said it worked this time. 
we'd like to look at it on a case-by-case basis. So you've got studios that are saying, look, we're going to look at this with every option available to what's going to make the most money for each movie oh, yeah. we put they're, out. So They're, they're going to find a way to make their money. Absolutely. So let's go to the, that was the movies. Let's go to the TV side. AMC is moving forward with adaptations of Anne Rice's The Vampire Chronicles and The Lives of the Mayfair Witches book series. That is 18 thick novels worth of content available to AMC, who is really leaning into their dramatic horror offerings, um, which is interesting that, you know, they're not throwing all that stuff over on Shudder. They're putting a lot of it on AMC, so... It's interesting, you know, we've we've had movies, we've had, you know, Interview with the Vampire, we had Queen of the Damned, so we've, we're getting a new take. We're getting a made-for-television take from AMC, apparently, from this series of novels. Is are it, they more like Sparkly Vampire, or are they more like the <laughs> other, like, more... Like vampires are more traditional vampires. They're, they're more traditional, but at the same time, you don't get the... And that's not the name of the series, but you don't get the True Blood version um, from Shirley Harris. I forget the name of the series, but it's more. Yeah, yes, they're traditional vampires, but it's they you know, are relationship stories. Yes, it's like all of them. Yes, all the way down the line. Absolutely. I only ever read the first one, the but first. I did enjoy it. Oh, interview with a vampire. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Meanwhile, USA has canceled The Purge after two seasons and Treadstone, which is from the whole Jason Bourne universe. After one season, both were you know based on successful film properties, but neither one ever really found a TV audience to support the budgets they had to throw and the licensing to in order to make these these television series. So I don't was anybody watching either one of those, The Purge or Treadstone? I forgot oh, the movie even existed. <laughs> okay. I wanted to watch Treadstone, but I don't like when you change my lead. So it, it just, uh, yeah, just move on. It's right. the same thing about Jeremy Renner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bringing it back full circle. Good job, Curtis. There we go. <laughs> the producers of The Toys That Made Us and The Films That Made Us for Netflix are releasing a new series through Amazon and YouTube. It's called A Toy Store Near You, and it premieres on May 29th on Amazon. The series is going to have 50 episodes, and each one will focus on a different, unique toy store around the world, including a few that, for us from the the show here the locally, um, that are only a short drive away. So we may need to go check some of these out. 1313 Mockingbird Lane in Lawrence, Kansas. Andy's Toys and Retro TV Toys are both in St. Louis. The Fan Fortress in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They've got three different stores in Chicago. They've got stores in the Netherlands, the UK, Japan, and Canada. The interesting thing, I mean, that's that's all fine and dandy, but the interesting thing is the episodes that they've said are going to be released as soon as they're ready. So instead of like a regular schedule where <laughs> you get one a week, yeah, exactly. They're, they're saying this is going to allow us to push out new episodes just whenever they're ready. So you might get three one week, you might get one the next week. So it's just, hey, it's done. Send it out there. There's no point in sitting on it and releasing one a week. So that's kind of an interesting take, I think. This, this is cool. Even What's that again? Even let Curtis in a toy store now? These are... I like my toys. Yeah, these are, for, these are regular toys. These aren't like adult toys. Jesus. That gets released on Pornhub. Um, that's a wholly different show. <laughs> And on the TV side, I guess it's TV, it's streaming. 
Quibi founder Jeffrey Katzenberg blames the mobile-only streaming platform's launch failure on the whole coronavirus pandemic. Quote, I attribute everything that has gone wrong to coronavirus. Everything. But we own it. End of quote. It doesn't sound like... Yeah, it can't be because you can't actually watch Quibi on your TV or even a PC or that you can't take screenshots or record anything or that the shows are mediocre at best. I mean, how bad must your service be that you can't get people who are stuck at home for weeks on end with nothing to do to watch your streaming service? Some of the content was supposed to be actually good. Was supposed to is be. It, Have you watched any of it? Well, Who knows if it is, though. <laughs> it's always supposed to be good, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to watch a show on there. What's that? I just want to watch Reno 911. Show on there. Uh, weren't they bringing back Reno 911? Yeah, that yeah. launched like, oh my gosh, last wow. week. Yeah. <laughs> that is that is easily the only thing that would interest me on that platform whatsoever. They were bringing back Punk on that platform. I, again, the only thing that would get you to watch would be yeah. Reno 911. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, it's just... Like punked? Yeah, punked. Oh, my head's exploding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and apparently, uh, Ashton has absolutely nothing to do with it exactly. whatsoever. Yep. Uh, that's probably why nobody cares. Yeah, isn't... Uh, I think Chance the Rapper is the host now. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, that'd be okay, but yeah, I don't know. Even so, you think Ashley would at least be a producer, director, something? Nope. Mm. Heading over to comic books. <laughs> things <laughs> are start as Dustin <laughs> mentioned, things are starting to pick back up. Diamond is set to begin distributing books to stores again next Wednesday. That said, there are, is still some fallout from the whole shutdown. Batman, The Three Jokers, uh, one of the summer's most anticipated limited, only three issues, limited series has been delayed. Three Jokers is supposed to debut June 17th. That's been pushed back to August the 26th. On the flip side, though, it's not all bad news. Dark Knight's Death Metal is being expanded. The six-issue limited series has been expanded to seven issues and is getting two tie-in books, Dark Knight's uh, Death Metal Guidebook and Dark Knight's Death Metal Legends of the Dark Knight's both are going to serve to help kind of flesh out the story because there's only so much you can get in seven issues. I, I got to say, I get a little worried when you have to put out a reference guide for your comic book. Me too. That's not, that's not a good sign. No. It's just like when a director goes to Twitter to tell you all the stuff that he that, that would have made sense in the film if he could have left it in. If you didn't put it in the film, it really doesn't help. You um, know? Right. And why do we care? Yeah. So, yeah, if you've got to flesh out what's happening in your comic book series by doing two tie-in books to flesh it out, and it's only a seven-issue series, it, it makes me if think you can't that tell the rushed. story in seven issues, then, you know, just expand the thing and tell and, the story. But And not to mention the first Dark Knight was like, 36 issue span across the whole the whole <laughs> universe. So exactly. Like, why did why do we need another seven issues? Right. Why do we need an extra thing to tell us what's going on <laughs> when you've already got story there? Yeah, exactly. It's just Yeah, if if you had a six issue series and you said, you know what, we're gonna make it seven and we're gonna do two tie-ins, you're already up to two collections. When you when you go that's, to put it in trade paperback, it's already two books. Kind now. Of, that's kind of like what they did with Batman Who Laughed, they extended it. Yeah, exactly. So if you've already all got the, two, all because Scott Snyder's writing it. Yeah. 
So if you've already got two, if, when you go to collect it, you're already looking at two volumes. Why not just go ahead and make it the story, you know, whatever, however long it needs to be to tell the story. You know, mm-hmm. what's the difference mm-hmm. between seven issues and two tie-ins and nine books or Nine-ish. 10 books or 12? Yeah, exactly. Oh, and Absolutely. not to mention uh, two variants to each issue, too. So you have a choice of oh yeah three different, co- three different covers to each issue. Yeah. Oh, only three? Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're showing <laughs> yeah. some restraint. We're coming out of a pandemic. We're showing restraint. You only have three, yeah, two variants to go along with your regular cover. Yeah. And priced at five bucks a piece. Yeah. So there's that. Also, kind of comics related. So we'll throw it in here. DC Comics and Audible have partnered on an audio drama that adapts Neil Gaiman's The Sandman series. Uh, James, uh, James McAvoy will lead the ensemble cast. He will be in the role of Dream. Um, he's joined by Taron Edgerton, Riz Ahmed, Kat Dennings, Arthur Darville, Baby Newworth, Michael Sheen, Andy Serkis, William Hope, Josie Lawrence, Justin Vivian Bond, Samantha Morton. The uh, Fantastic cast they've got for this audio series. Yeah, there's a lot of names. Debuts. It's a lot of names. And they're good names. They're names you recognize. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I mean. Uh, the series debuts on July 15th. I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to an audio drama. Not for any reason other than it just there's just not very many, I guess, that have grabbed my attention. But this seems to be impressive, depending on if they're doing the entire run of The Sandman. I mean, number one, that's a lot of audio dramas. Um, mm. But that, that, is that could be interesting. Moving on to video games. On the video games front, I don't think we talked about this last week, so I'm going to throw it in this week. Um, Ubisoft has announced the next Assassin's Creed game. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is scheduled for a holiday 2020 release on Google Stadia, PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X. Oh, boy. I'm excited. (laughs) Valhalla, yes. A a Norse Viking uh, Assassin's Creed game. Wow. <laughs> I am so excited. It's like uh, somebody really said. Beautiful. Like break out the yeah. mead from what we were talking about before. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely. It's like somebody yeah, wanted thought, some of that I God of War money. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. They've played around with so many different you know, settings now. Might, might as well go Viking. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> might as well. There's, uh, there's rumors that uh, they're going to be adding like a huge settlement aspect to the game. Uh, mm-hmm. Sort of like what was in Fallout 4. Right. And um, I just I can't wait for that. <laughs> Odyssey was such a great game. So, yeah, they the last excited. few have been pretty good after a couple yes. of kind of duds in the series. Yes. Kudos for them for Figuring taking a out. chance. Yeah, yeah. Taking a chance and changing it up. Absolutely. This week, I know we haven't talked about this. Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath has been announced. The expansion, so not just a DLC, but a full-on expansion, adds a new storyline, new characters, including RoboCop, voiced by Peter Weller. Um, some some fun pieces from the Mortal Kombat series, like friendships, uh, stage fatalities, and more, to the base Mortal Kombat 11 game. Aftermath, you don't have to wait very long. It releases on May 26th on PC and current generation consoles. Is anybody playing Mortal Kombat 11 currently, still actively? All right, nobody no. cares. <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> here, no. Not a fighting game fan. Rickets in the background. There you go. I do have to go out. Yes. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Come back next week. We'll do we'll do a shorter show next week, I promise. All right. Play some Take care. For me, okay, bye. Thanks, See Emily. Emily. Well, 
she's got to go. Yes, play some D and D. I don't blame her. I'd bounce out of here too if I had a D and D. Love y'all, but I mean, hey. <laughs> so moving on. Uh, this one's kind of fun for the, again us old timers. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two are being remade and re-released as a single game this September fourth on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. The original games were released in 1999 and 2000 on PlayStation, the original, N64, the Dreamcast, if anybody remembers that, and Xbox. So don't really care so much about the games, but I think it's hilarious to read the names of these old consoles again. That's a lot of fun. <laughs> Brings back memories. And yeah, finally, I- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, we were talking about this yesterday, and we were like, we feel like we should be excited for this, but like, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but like we were talking like, about that, like, like we should definitely be excited about this, right? And then, like, all four of us realized, wait, we never really even played these games. Right. <laughs> like, this is just something we feel like we should be excited for. Exactly. It's got to be nostalgia. I remember yeah, right. playing one or two. I remember playing um, American uh, Wasteland. I played Tony. Uh, you know, no, the, the last one before American Wasteland. Mm. I should remember who that was. But <laughs> I, I guess it was on the. Uh, was it the three? The two? I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't <laughs> the, the, the I'm last... not excited about it. When I when I when I broke it on Fanatics and the fan, I was like, "Does anybody care?" And everybody said no. <laughs> the it last. Was, it's not Final Fantasy, so no. The last skateboarding game i remember playing was skate or die on the ness if that shows my age jesus yeah (laughs) so finally (laughs) like geez god grandpa who got this guy on the show all right so finally (laughs) finally in video games epic showed off an in-game demo of the unreal 5 engine on a playstation 4 on playstation 4 or excuse me playstation 5 hardware this week the demo is just looks like something out of a Marvel movie, which is kind of funny because I know they use a lot of uh, the same equipment. But if you haven't checked that out yet, it, it looks, you know, it's, movie quality. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. Um, I've watched that video probably three or four times um, on different variations too, just to see, you know, all the detail and stuff. Yeah. Fortnite's gonna look so great in it. I can't <laughs> wait. <laughs> there you go. On the toys and games side of things, so Todd McFarlane did a Kickstarter for an original, as a remade, a resculpt of an original Spawn action figure and a kind of like a re-release of the original Spawn comic. I forget what are they calling those, Dustin? When they're like facsimile editions, or yeah, um, yeah, whenever if they're where, a where it's a full, image. yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking of. Where it's not like cut. Um, cut off or it's a spitting image like ads and everything it's just yep. it has like 399 price point a barcode on the cover yeah yep so he did a kickstarter for the original action figure and comic um, and it has broken the record for the most funded and the most individually backed action figure campaign in the history of kickstarter he has been threatening to run a kickstarter for his spawn movie um I don't know if this gets him more excited and more anxious to do so, or if he's just going to focus on where his bread's being buttered right now. I don't know. McFarland Toys has also acquired the license for the upcoming Dune film. So those screenshots have been looking amazing. What's that? 
screenshots for that are, are amazing. I cannot wait for this movie. Yeah, all the promo uh, shots that have come out from Dune have looked pretty good. Looked better than they should have. I know yeah. co- cosplayers are excited about the costumes being very easy to pull off too. So, oh, I mean, now now that you bring that up, I can't play a cosplay because I'm black people. But still, <laughs> <laughs> there will be one yeah. just for you. Uh, sure. Lack of black people. So skeptical about this. We'll yeah, see. I mean. Very skeptical. And it's well, it's two films now, right? They've split it. They've officially confirmed that. So I hadn't heard that. Yeah. So as long as they're not rushing it, I think if they take their time to tell the story, they they, there's potential. Uh, I will say this: if there are no black people in either of those movies, I am probably going to flip out. I mean, you support it. I look forward to that podcast. Twenty (laughs) twenty. Forgive the original. Yeah. Forgive bad sci-fi channel one. 2020. We'll find out. We'll find out this December, as long as things don't get shuffled some more. Uh, Blizzard is teaming up with tabletop game maker Days of Wonder to publish a World of Warcraft skinned and World of Warcraft themed version of Small World, the Small World board game. The game for two to five players is expected to be released this summer in North America and Europe. Do we have anybody play Small Wonder, the board game? All right, moving on. We're talking about a game. We're talking about something else. No, we're good. Uh, (laughs) Lego has introduced a new addition to its Fairground collection line. It's a haunted house set. The set includes a fully functional free fall ride with automatic doors, a moving elevator, tons of spooky details and more. When built, the 3,231 piece set measures over 26 and a half inches high, nine inches wide, nine inches deep. Those are some impressive stats, even for a Lego set. A haunted house goes on sale to Lego <laughs> VIPs May twentieth and the general public on June first. It looks good. It looks it looks like a good set. This one though, Lego VIP. Lego VIP. I think you just have to buy something from Lego and then you're automatically a VIP. Yeah. This one is a little more in line with kind of what we talk about. Uh, Spin Master, which is the company that makes Etch a Sketches. They are coming out with a limited edition Stan Lee Etch-A-Sketch to commemorate the 60th anniversary of the original Etch-A-Sketch. The new version features colorful, comic-inspired art around the frame. The knobs have a like a caricature of Stan Lee kind of like raised into the knobs. Um, so, it, you know, it is what it is. I guess if you're an Etch-A-Sketch artist, it might be worth picking up. I don't know. They're going for $19.99 right now at Etch-A-Sketch.com. I seems more like a cash grab than a homage. <laughs> well, Time. you know, you know, yeah. Mattel, this kind of ties into our topic later on. Mattel has unveiled its hashtag. Thank you. Heroes program from Barbie for every purchase of qualifying career themed Barbie dolls or playsets. Mattel is going to donate a doll to the first responders children's foundation, which will gift the dolls to the families of first responders. So it's better than nothing. Better than not doing anything, I guess, right? I mean, good for Mattel. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. And finally, talk a little music news before we get out of here. Finally, the concert video from the March 30th, 1985, 35 years ago, that date of the Prince and the Revolution's Purple Rain Tour is streaming online for three days only right now. 
May 14th through the 17th on YouTube. The streaming event is a fundraiser for the COVID-19 Solidarity Response Fund for the World Health Organization. There are donations. You can watch it for free, but you can donate as well. Google, who owns YouTube, will match $2 for every $1 that viewers donate up to $5 million. So all you got to do is go to YouTube, search Prince and the Revolution Live, and you can check out this 35-year-old event, concert uh, film from the Purple Rain Tour, which is pretty cool. I've already been watching it. Have you? Are you watching it while we're recording this? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. good to know you're fully invested in the show here. That's I, all right. I mean, when I've you guys, watching, when when you watching guys were talking games. about the, when you guys were talking about the video games and comic books, I literally <laughs> cannot give anything <laughs> to that. So I thought I would check it out real quick while you guys were talking about that. How's it look? Is it I've look good? The, I've had the TV on this whole time. Yeah. Carrie just came on. And okay. It's on regular TV, so it was weird to see the shower scene at the beginning because. In order to obscure all the nudity, it was just a really cloudy uh, locker room. <laughs> it was very steamy in the locker room that day. There was yeah, a lot of hot steamy. water being used. Yeah, <laughs> That's all right. Emily left us. You guys aren't paying any attention. That's all right. I was going to leave you too if I had a game, so it's all right. I mean, I've had it on me. I'm listening to you guys. You're all right. I don't care. Yeah, I'm still listening. <laughs> I, I only watch about half the time either, so you know. Well, I couldn't even say Ahsoka Tano earlier, so you're fine. <laughs> All right. In other news, updating a story that we brought you earlier this year from Harlan, Iowa, a Kansas man who sought legal permission in Iowa to engage in a sword fight with his ex-wife has been found not insane, just really angry over their child custody arrangement, according to a psychological evaluation. But they didn't actually do the sword fight. This feels like, uh, did you ever watch The Big Bang Theory and Sheldon kept telling everybody I'm not insane, I've been tested? This is kind of what this feels like here. David Ostrom. I'm just thinking they got a loose interpretation of insanity. (laughs) Apparently so. It's Kansas, so, you know. Or it's a stunt. Yeah, well, that's exactly what it is. David Ostrom from Paola, Kansas, asked in a June, or I'm sorry, a January 3rd court filing to be allowed to fight his former wife, Bridget Ostrom of Harlan, Iowa, and her attorney, Matthew Hudson, so that he can, quote, rend their souls, end quote, from their bodies. The Ostroms have been embroiled in disputes over custody and visitation issues, tax property payments. An Iowa judge responded by temporarily suspending David's child visitation uh, and ordering the psyche vow. It found that he is not troubled. Clearly, he's troubled. It's found he's not crazy, but has a, quote, adjustment disorder mixed with emotional features. Ostrom told the Des Moines Register. <laughs> Go ahead. They should the guys... joust. To joust? I think that would be more fun. They should joust saying. them like the video game. They should put them on like ostriches and let them joust. Oh, even better. <laughs> and then film them. I'm pay-per-view. somebody's been playing a little too much Witcher. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, it, quote, it essentially says, I'm not crazy. I just don't like being denied access to my children. Which is funny because he was denied access to his children to have the psych eval done. So kind of defeating the point there, David. Um, he, he asked, dress up like an maid. "What's that?" He should dress up like an old British maid. There you go. <laughs> uh, Hello. <laughs> Ostrom, who is representing himself in court, I can't believe he couldn't find a lawyer to go along with this. He Shocking, also right? he also filed a second motion on Friday asking for parenting time with his children and that he be reimbursed 
$4,700 in legal fees, $2,200 for the psyche vow. The motion also seeks $255,000 for emotional damages. Neither, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Neither Bridget nor her re- attorney responded to request for comment. David said he previously told the register that he filed his trial by combat motion to get media attention for his case. So that's <laughs> and, what that, it's all about. And, and yeah. that helped now, didn't it? Cause nothing says a good father like media attention by wanting to sword fight your ex-wife. Yeah. Not good for your case. <laughs> Our next story comes out of Boston. This one has some uh, squirrels. You got to say, say it correctly. Baston. Baston. This story comes out of Baston. It uh, has some holes that you can fill in with your own imaginations. We'll talk about those here in a minute. A, a Baston police officer used an electronic mating call Monday to help capture a peacock that escaped from a nearby zoo. An officer lured the curious peacock that escaped from the Franklin Park Zoo into a fenced-in yard while playing a mating call on his cell phone, the Boston Globe reported. Interesting. The officer's on patrol. (laughs) Oh, we'll get there. Is that already there on his phone? (laughs) That was the question. Why he has a peacock mating call app, apparently, on his phone. The officers on patrol in the Roxbury area were approached by a concerned citizen who reported the bird named Snowbank had escaped from the zoo, Boston police said in a statement. Quote, additional officers arrived at the scene and were met by an extremely large, slightly intimidating, and quite beautiful male peacock, the police said. One of the... (laughs) He's making judgments on the beauty of the peacock, the guy with the uh, mating app on his phone. One of the officers... (laughs) One of the... uh, You got a pretty beat there. One of the officers... (laughs) Began to look up a peacock mating call on his cell phone. Yeah, pretending like he didn't already have it there, I'm sure. When he played it, the six-year-old bird was lured into the secured area and remained there until the Boston Animal Control and zoo officials arrived. Snowbank was then returned to the zoo and is reported to be doing well, according to zoo officials. Normally, so this guy lured a six-year-old? No, uh, yes, he, he lured a six-year-old with a <laughs> mating app on his phone. Yes. Such, that, that, such a peacock they, tease. They, 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 oh God. <laughs> All right. Hey, we got tasteless jokes from more than just me. Fantastic. <laughs> I didn't want you to be out there by yourself. Man. Thank you. <laughs> Normally, peacocks at the zoo are free roaming, but officials believe it's possible that Snowbank was on a mission when he made his escape. Uh-oh. It's currently mating season, and it's possible he ventured out to look for love in search of a peahen. At the a female peacock, the zoo official said, as if you didn't know what a peahen was. I heard he was going out there to go uh, attack his ex-wife with a sword. <laughs> Is that what it was? I heard he planned on being the mount for the jousting competition between uh, two exes. <laughs> oh. Maybe we shouldn't associate the word mount with peacock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dating mount apps peacock. and yeah, six year, <laughs> six year olds dating apps, peacocks and mounts. Yes, that's probably all things that. We should block going forward. Yeah, please don't Google that. <laughs> yeah. Combination. And quarantine is getting to all of us. We've all seen videos of people losing their shit because, I don't know, because they can. I think they can, I guess. This one comes from Brooklyn, Connecticut. A man who had been kicked out of a McDonald's restaurant for having no face mask threw a rock through the window, which is bad enough. Then he stole some underwear from a Walmart. And surrendered to police who threatened to set a dog on him, authorities said. One bad day is his autobiography. <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. 
Why did he need <laughs> underwear? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. That's <laughs> uh, what I get for not reading. Jason Daddario. I wonder if he's related to uh, Alexandria Daddario from the Percy Jackson film. Oh, I wonder if he'll be in the new Percy Jackson series. Series. He might. He he will be the uh, the guy that steals the underwear. Uh, Jason Daddario, thirty seven, was charged with criminal mischief and breach of peace, according to a police report. And an attorney to comment on his behalf couldn't be found. You mean nobody was jumping to represent the guy? Daddario was asked to leave the McDonald's in Brooklyn, Connecticut, last week for failing to comply with the statewide order to wear masks in businesses. To curb the spread of coronavirus, the Hartford Current reported on Thursday, the Dario threw a rock and then he stole several pairs of ladies' underwear. Oh, not just underwear, ladies' underwear from a nearby Ooh. Walmart, according to the police report. The plot thickens. He tried to flee, but thought better of it when the police met him with a police dog as he left the store. Maybe he was going to try to fashion a mask for himself. Do you think maybe Hold on, one at a time. <laughs> Try it again. That no, yeah, just fucked it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis, go first. <laughs> Do you think maybe the police dog had to sniff some underwear in order to find them? I, I'm guessing yeah, they knew exactly that's why they. That, that's why they claimed they had to. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we had to have the dog. Get him, Hawk, did you have something you had to say on this one? Okay, move on to the next article. <laughs> you know, you don't want to stay, Kenny. No, no, I'm just saying maybe he wanted to be comfortable. You know, <laughs> it, you can get you know, yeah, regular old Hanes underwear. You can get the women's underwear now. Ladies' underwear would that? Emily's not here. We don't can't ask her. Uh, would that include like bras? Would that be considered ladies' underwear? Yeah, I think so. Be- because there are reports of people trying to make face masks out of bras, like using the cup as a face mask. So maybe giving giving uh, Jason here the benefit of the doubt, maybe he was going to make a mask. What was that again? Are we giving Jason the benefit of the doubt? I I don't know why we are. I'm just saying. Let's just you know just we don't have to. Jones and for a McRib. I mean, yeah, he was he was after it. I saw, I saw somebody on Facebook make one making what? Made a mask out of a sock. Okay. I mean, it worked. She, yeah. she did a good job. Better than nothing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you can't get in McDonald's any other way, might as well tie a sock around your face. <laughs> and this last story was sent in by Caleb Smothers on our Facebook page. A highly rated restaurant says it plans to fill empty tables with mannequins to make social distancing rules less awkward when well, customers are allowed to return. No, that's not awkward at all. <laughs> the Inn at oh. Little Washington in Virginia, it's a three Michelin star restaurant, plans no. to open for dinner on May 29th, <laughs> and it could start welcoming guests for half-capacity outdoor seating as early as Friday when restrictions are eased a little bit. The restaurant gets the green light to start serving customers inside its dining room. They plan to seat empty tables with mannequins, according to the news outlet. O'Connell, like walking into that, it's like a David Lynch film. <laughs> O'Connell <laughs> says the mannequins okay. will be decked out in vintage 1940s styles outfits. So it's Except not even like, it. yeah, it's not even like their mannequins look like today's people. It's mannequins from the 1940s. Yeah. <sighs> So how is how is this that. a three star restaurant? <laughs> Apparently like they do terrible. something. 
They do it sounds like really terrible well. management. <laughs> yeah. Apparently they do something really well. Idea. I want every other table filled with mannequins from the 1940s. You got to think about it. The only seat, uh, like 23, so they're only going to be able to see like half of their. Right. Got to make it at least somewhat interesting and exciting because most of the ambiance of the restaurant is going to be gone. Right, but they're not the, the mannequins aren't gonna be fucking talking, Hawk. I mean, there's not like it's not like it's not like you're walking into a full restaurant. It's fucking nineteen forty style mannequins staring at you. Make that mannequin talk. <laughs> and it's well, from, think about it, and it's from the nineteen forties, for God's sake. But all these people are gonna come in, they're gonna eat, and they're all gonna take selfies with these things, they're gonna post it on social media. I mean, they're going to get a ton of advertising via that. Yeah. I don't know that this place is the kind of place where people are taking selfies and that kind of stuff. The eatery features 23 guest rooms, has 20-acre property. This sounds like an old kind of old money. You know, you go there and you plan to spend, you know, you and the wife plan to spend $100 and eat, eat some fairly raw beef and order an expensive bottle of wine and I don't know. I don't know that they're, you know, especially if 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 the first thought they had was, hey, let's do a 1940s styles mannequins. I don't know that there's a whole lot of selfies getting taken there. Well, how's the place decorated now? I don't know. I've not been there. We, we should look it up. It's all just taxidermied animals, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would not surprise me based on the rest of the story. Maybe the it's menu is just taxidermied animals on the wall. I want that one. Lovely <laughs> <laughs> room of death. Yeah, I say if they're doing mannequins, that might be. Yeah, it may meet the ambiance. Like, yeah, look, more non-living things. Well, thanks to Caleb for sending in that story. Let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, just search for and follow us at PGTC Podcast. Links to all of our social media stuff and more at popgoestheculture.com. Last week we asked you in a pop quiz. We asked in honor of Mother's Day last Sunday. We wanted to know, what's your favorite song about or related to mothers? We asked you, you voted, here are the results. Tied for third place each with 16% of the vote were Mama Said by Metallica, which I think was Brad's pick, if I remember of that Of course right. that was Brad's. Okay, fair I enough. Know I, I know Mark. Okay, good enough. <laughs> and Mama Tried by Merle Haggard, which was Dakota's pick. Dakota's <laughs> not with us tonight. Both of those tied for third place with 16% of the vote. In second place... With 30% of the votes was Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Cowboys by Willie Nelson. And in first place with 38% of the votes, surprising no one, was Mother by Danzig. That was Thank Kenny's you. pick. Yeah, there you go. I hey, Mama, well, I'm coming home. Is we, well, you know, you weren't on the show. You could have been there. I know. I know. <laughs> Thanks to everyone who voted and for those who commented. We'll have another pop quiz for you a little bit later on the show, along with where you can find it and vote. Coming up, we're going to talk about some of our favorite medical TV, medical-themed medical TV series, and more, and a lot more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. Hello, friends. My name is Jason A. Meiske. I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast. I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat 
before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. All right, this week in pop culture history, May 16th, 1866, root beer was invented by Charles Elmer Hires in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Has anybody had real root beer, not like A&W, but like actual root beer? Does sarsaparilla count? Uh, Sort of. It depends. If it's like manufactured, like in a big factory, probably not. But like actual artisanal root beer where they go out and get the roots and... Ferment them and brew them. It is fucking disgusting. You're kind of I had the stuff online. What's that? It is. Yeah, it is. It's disgusting. That's all we gotta say about yeah, that. Not good. You can order stuff online. <laughs> yeah, you can if, if you if you want I'm to. Sure, I would, but right. <laughs> no, 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 no. May sixteenth, nineteen sixty four. Motown Records got its first number one hit with "My Guy" by Mary Wells. Nice. All right. Great song. May 16th, 1983. There are a few of us that might remember this. The con- the concert special Motown 25, Yesterday, Today, and Forever. It was broadcast by NBC. That is where Michael Jackson performed his moonwalk for the first time on television. Does anybody changed remember that? What was that, Huck? And changed the world. Yeah. Or good or bad, you can discuss later. But yes, so do way. May May sixteenth, nineteen ninety six. It's May, so we're talking about you know TV finales, season finales, series finales. Twelve million people tuned in for the series finale of Murder She Wrote on CBS. At the time, the show was the longest running American murder mystery drama. You know nope. that that, that bitch was everywhere when a murder happened. I think she orchestrated the thing. You think so? There's a theory. There's a fan theory out there that yes, she was the one behind it all. And you she's worked the, the, she's the Moriarty. She is the Moriarty. What'd you say, Kenny? I said, and you worked in that bitch. I yeah, love it. I know. He was trying hard. <laughs> I, I was I wasn't even sure if he was gonna work in anything related to murder she wrote. I thought he was just gonna drop up that bitch, but no, he worked it in. So <laughs> credit, credit there for effort. Uh, May, totally not related. May 16th, 1998, Unsolved Mysteries series ended on NBC as well. On May 16th, 2014, broadcast journalist and TV personality Barbara Walters retired from ABC News and from her daytime program, The View. About time. <laughs> I was waiting for you to drop of that bitch on us. Come on, Curtis. <laughs> uh, you know, one per episode. Okay, fair enough. You did play that card already. So yeah, way too soon. Yep. May seventh. Yeah, he well, he placed it. He played it. I don't know if it's wasted. We'll let the viewers decide. Listeners decide. May seventeenth, nineteen sixty-five. Okay, maybe somebody can shed some light on this. The FBI laboratory, after a formal investigation that began in nineteen sixty-four, 
declared that the lyrics of Louie Louie to be, quote, officially unintelligible at any speed. Anybody have any idea why the FBI was monitoring the lyrics of Louie Louie in 1964 and 65? Clearly, there's a crime happening. Uh, it could have been like communist manifestos hidden inside of it or something, probably. J. Edgar Hoover was a weird guy. Some somewhere in a warehouse is like, some guy's going to masturbate in front of a bunch of people. And his name is Louie Louie. I don't know. That's stupid. I regret that. I, I regret you did that, too. I'm glad we're all on the same page with that, Curtis. We are all feeling regret for you saying that. Yeah. Well, the reason why they were doing it is because they were... Uh, on this major thing about uh, censorship and stuff like that. And they had gotten several groups that had complained that they were uh, really racy lyrics and it was, you know, uh, causing the children to have sex and do bad things. So they had to open up. It was a big enough complaint from enough groups that they actually had to open up a case at the FBI. See, I knew somebody would know. I figured Kenny would know. Yeah, yeah because it because it's though. because it's music. I, I, because music lyrics are what's causing kids to have sex, right? And May seventeenth, two thousand, the final episode of Beverly Hills nine zero two one zero aired on Fox. Birthdays this weekend, Saturday, May sixteenth. Actor Danny Trejo turns seventy six years old. Actor Pierce That's Brosnan. Great. Yeah, he looks he looks he's always looked bad. What am I saying? I was gonna say he looks good yeah. for 76, but no, he really doesn't. He's always <laughs> looked 76 years old. Actor Pierce Brosnan turns 67 years old on Saturday. Singer Janet Jackson turns 54 years old. Actress Tracy Gold from Growing Pains turns 51 years old. As does actor David Boreanaz from Angel. He is 51 years old on Saturday as well. Kari I Payton. I thought he was older. I thought he was younger, but I think it's just because, you or, know. Yeah, I thought he was in his 40s, but I, clearly I'm wrong. Actor Kari Payton, uh, The Walking Dead, does tons of voiceover work, turns 48 years old on Saturday. Actress Tori Spelling. Awesome. Yeah, he is. Actress Tori Spelling from 90210 turns 47 years old on Saturday. <laughs> And actress Megan Fox turns 34 years old on Saturday. On Sunday, May the 17th, comedian actor Bob Saget turns 64 years old. Are you okay, Kenny? (laughs) 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 Somebody check. I think Kenny just fell down the staircase. Kenny, Kenny, you have a one-story home, don't you? No, my husband just decided that he wants to play with his bone across our hardwood floors. Oh, okay. Let's say you only have one story in your home. I didn't know how you fell down the stairs, but it's my interesting. Chihuahua jumped over my coffee table the other day. It was amazing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, in addition to Bob Saget turning sixty-four years old, boxer Sugar Ray Leonard also turns sixty-four years old. Comedian, actor, former Late Show host Craig Ferguson turns 58 years old. Musician Trent Reznor turns 55 years old on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails is AR. They are. They are. They're not. They're not too bad, I guess. Uh, actor. Awesome. Sit- yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm fine. No, that's all right. I just. I'm, I know. Not, they're not too bad. They're good. Yeah, they're okay. <laughs> 
actress Cindy Rama Murthy turns 46 years old. Uh, you remember him from Heroes. He was on The Flash this season. Feels like 10 years ago, but it was this season. Uh, screenwriter and actress Lena Waithe turns 36 years old. And dancer Derek Huff turns 35 years old. Saturday, May 16th, is National Barbecue Day as well. So get out and barbecue. You can't go anywhere. You might as well barbecue at home on Saturday. Congratulations to everybody celebrating this weekend. You can find this day in pop culture, birthdays, national holidays, and more every weekday, Monday through Friday, at popgoestheculture.com. I've got one more birthday to throw out there. What one more birthday do you have? My birthday is on Monday, May the 18th. Well, we're not there yet. This is just for the weekend. Oh, <laughs> how old will you be, Curtis? <laughs> how old will you be, Curtis? I'll how... be thirty-two. Wow, getting old. Yeah, don't remind Just a me. Pulp. Yeah. <laughs> so, with Florence Nightingale's birthday this past Tuesday, and with all the well-deserved attention our medical commu- medical communities are receiving right now, we want to talk a little bit about our favorite medical TV series. Um, so, it's just kind of an open discussion. What we're going to do at the end of this is we're going to narrow it down to four television series, medical-themed television series, that we're going to throw out in the pop quiz this week and ask folks what is their favorite medical TV series. So open forum, who's got a medical television series that you liked, that you loved, and why? I watched MASH Did you? quite a bit. Ooh. I actually own all the seasons. Okay. Okay. Oh, See, I discovered that when I graduated high school. Like I'd already I like knew what it was. My dad watched it when I was younger. Right. And then um I ended up leaving high school early. I graduated early. And then all I did for the <laughs> quote next, graduated I, early. Quote. Well yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, make sure. Okay. So I sat around on my ass getting fat watching MASH like every day. All right. On you sound like just like my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I think I've got an old living inside me it's kind of crazy <laughs> did you just say no, you, have, just, oh, you have an old man inside you is that what you just said i can honestly say i've only yeah. done that once so even for like 2006 it was still kind of groundbreaking for, you know an 18 year old 17 year old i guess at the time right because i don't know they, they they weren't they didn't hold back they were pretty daring with what they did and that, what they represented that, yeah, that's so, a, that's a very yeah. subversive show. You know, I I never watched it growing up, even though it was on, because it was just like, okay, well, this is a show about war, and you know, I, I didn't really care when I was younger. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. But yeah, it, I found it when I got older as well, and yeah, it's it's not. I mean, it, the show is subversive. It, it for a war show, it's very anti-war. Uh, it's in parts hilarious and at times heartbreaking and at times very serious. So it's, it's, it's hard to say mashes any one thing because it was so much, so many different things depending on the episode. Right. All of that in the middle of the Vietnam war. Right. Absolutely. Very controversial. Yeah. You know, it came from a movie that, right. You know, a lot of people had kind of seen, but, you talk about MASH to the average person, and they're like, it was a movie first? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, most people know the TV show. The TV show is why it's in pop culture or any, you know. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I'm pretty, sure, uh, I'm pretty sure it's still up there as one of the highest rated finales ever. 
Yeah, as a percentage of the like the viewing population, I think it's still the highest. I mean, it, raw numbers it might have been passed by now, just because there's so many TVs and so many households now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as a percentage of the number, it was I think it was what around seventy percent. Yeah, like seventy yeah. percent of the number of televisions in the United States were tuned to that finale of Mash, which was an absolutely heartbreaking finale. Again, yeah. you talk about what Mash <laughs> is; it's so many different things. Right. You never look at chickens the same way. <laughs> all right so, so yeah got, there's mash so we've got mash out there as one potential option my so it'll probably make the short list go ahead so my favorite medical tv series by far mash is a great one mash is a great one but uh scrubs is uh my answer absolutely <laughs> I agree. Scrubs, Scrubs yeah. is actually the most medically accurate medical television series in the history of television thus far. Somebody will probably well, do something better. Which is insane. Yeah. It, it, it shouldn't be. Well, for, not, not, only is that in, go to ERs. not only is that insane, but every episode in the opening, they had the x-ray backwards. So for it to still be the most medically accurate medical show even though every episode kicked off with a backwards x-ray slide is it says something about the show that <laughs> I mean, they, they work to get it right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I agree. Scrubs is one that I watched, you know, live as it aired. Um, it, one of my favorites, yeah. because again, it's, it's yes, it's a medical show, but it's not a medical show. It's about, no. it's about a no. bromance, you know, and then a romance and a bromance at times. And yeah. between is Kirk it- and Nancy. It is a great eight seasons of television. Yeah, and if you just and if you just leave it there, yeah, yeah, that's that's the um, there were only eight seasons of Scrubs. I I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) And you are not wrong. Yes, the guys Zach Braff and Donald Faison have reunited. They're doing a walk, watching every episode and talking about you know the episode, their memories from that episode, the different actors that were on the episode because they had so many guest cameos on there. yeah, Scrubs is an all-time great. I will still pull up individual clips just out of, you know, when I'm in the mood for something, I will think, you know, you're like the Airband episode, you know. I can watch the Airband, you know, multiple times just because I need a smile. Or the episode that had music, full-on music in it, were worth watching. What's that again? Say again? The episodes that have full-on music in it were worth watching. Oh, um, the lady that was dying and her and her death was a was a whole production. Yeah. Or um, they had Avenue folks from Avenue Q on set. Yeah. That was a lot of production. Of course, they had a musical episode. The uh, the, um, the Wizard of Oz episode, I think, is another great themed. It's hard to pull off a themed episode really well, but that's one where every beat was completely nailed. So yeah. We didn't get to mention, but we lost. Uh, uh, just last week, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was two weeks ago, but yeah, we lost uh, the guy that played Ted, the uh, lawyer. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Oh, wait, last name was Lloyd. Yes, yes. Amazing. Sam, Sam Lloyd. There you go. That they were in, he, he crushed it. Yeah. And that was his actual band. They actually had an actual band called The Blank. Yeah. Yeah, when they would go on and do like the acapella show tombs or whatever as they're walking down the halls and stuff, it's, 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 it's great on so many levels. I mean, the janitor is fantastic, of course. Doctor Cox, I mean, one of the all-time great, you know, characters in television. John C. McGinley. 
Yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, one of his titles could be uh, poorly produced or just not well written. But for the most part, he crushed most every line he was given. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Entirety of that show. Absolutely. So I think Scrubs, Scrubs is on the short list. I think Mash and Scrubs to me felt like going into this, they felt like one and two to me. Um, right. But, yeah. but there are others. There's, there's a wide gap, my- but there's three and four. So let's find two more. Um, as much as I love those first two, because that's my one and two, um, I'm going to bring up one and no one else is going to say because of what it did. And that's House. House, yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. House. Oh. <laughs> I love House. I mean, it, it, it it's, it's so They didn't do any of the things that they had done. They didn't do on any other show. They they obviously they did a lot of things wrong. Um, they they took the drug thing too far a lot of the time. Other stuff like that was just not well managed. The show as a whole was compelling. Glory. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Hugh Laurie is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the, one of the more lovable assholes. I mean, the guy is just a jackass in, in every episode. And yeah, yet you still tune in to see what he's going to do next. And he he was um he was one of the first anti-heroes before that was like the huge thing to do in TV is make your main character just a complete piece okay. of shit. Yeah, right. He was like House was kind of at the front of all of that. I feel I like... Read... Go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, Gers. No, I had seen something recently, and it's kind of funny. I just found it, refound it. Uh, someone had posted, House was a weird show. Patients would be rushed to the hospital with unexplained fevers and heart problems, and House would come in and, like, did you check his asshole for toothpicks? And they'd be like, <laughs> damn, you're right. <laughs> I feel like a lot of... Benedict Cumberbatch's portrayal of Sherlock is uh, owes a debt to Hugh Laurie's house. Right. Just, I'll agree with that. Yeah, I like that. I, I feel um, a lot of the ways he plays Doctor Strange as well. Yeah. Just kind of that arrogant asshole. And yeah, mm-hmm. brilliant. You know, very good. So we've got house on the list. What else? We need at least one more, but we can go. I mean, we can we can make this as long as we need to. Whatever. Everybody gets their picks out there. I've already suggested MASH. I could suggest ER because that was sort of like the thing for the longest time. I don't know how many people would agree with me on that. I feel like I agree. I don't know how good it was. It was certainly big and it was certainly. Those first few seasons were pretty great. Like Clooney and Noah Wiley and all those guys. They were. They were the last. How were the last 57 seasons? <laughs> well, I mean, there's an episode where a guy got killed by a helicopter falling on him. That was kind of interesting, but but that's the point. Ironically, um, PR spawned the entire. So they have a series on NBC called Chicago One. Right. It was all spawned because of Star and Eric LaSalle's work on ER. You say Eric LaSalle's work on ER? Yeah, yeah, sure. Very good. I mean, ER nearly, was very nearly inspired. everybody who started on it went on. Yeah, you go yeah. back and look at it. There's a lot of people. I, hell, they I think I know somebody that was on guest star. 
So ER is certainly whether it was a I mean, you can debate whether it's a good show or not, I, I guess. I don't know. I never really got into it, but it's certainly you cannot debate whether or not it was part of the cultural zeitgeist. I mean, ER was it for a long time, like you guys really I mentioned. In the last like, Michael Crichton created that. He at one point had the the highest grossing movie, the best selling book, and the highest rated TV show all the same fucking year. Right. I did not know that Michael Crichton meant created er yeah that, huh. that pilot episode of er was scripted he had written in the 70s based on his time as a doctor not as a med student actually wow i yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> there you, you learn something every day on this wow show. and that's, that's, that's a pretty great pilot i think that pilot's probably better than probably the rest of the series as if he didn't own the 90s already <laughs> exactly <laughs> the only thing missing yeah. was a sign language gorilla <laughs> I just rewatched that recently. Yeah. Did you know? That's one that does yeah. not hold up. It doesn't. My, my, I let my girlfriend borrow the book and she read it. She's like, that was amazing. It was just, I put it up there with Jurassic Park and I'm like, let's watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was your mistake. Yeah. Uh, so we've got four, but we can swap out. Is, is there any others? I mean, there, there are tons of medical well, shows, but. There's one that we've got to put on there, and here's why. I gotta put Grey's Anatomy on that list. For no other reason than it's the longest running <laughs> medical drama on television today. Right. I, I barf in your general direction. <laughs> is there anything you, is there anything you find particularly wrong with it, Curtis, or you just not like the idea? I just it's more about I don't know. It's have you watched like, it? Who's who's fucking McSteamy this week? You know, it's not I don't know. Like the other shows, it was about medical. It, I mean, yeah, they had their own personal lives, what they were doing, but it was always like came back to what the medical procedure was going, what was going on in the operating room or in the the doctor's office. I don't know. I feel like Grey's Anatomy is just like it's a soap opera, and we're just going to make them all numbers. Don't disagree with you, but numbers don't lie. Yeah. That's just my opinion. You and guys it's still on the fight it out. <laughs> so we've got Grey's Anatomy on there. Any others we want to throw on as the as a contender? And then, like I said, we'll whittle this down to four uh, once we feel like we've got everything said that we want to say about it. We can be really cool about it and talk about Royal Pains. Royal Pains? That's a USA, wasn't it? Yes, it was. The same folks that made uh, Collar and... Uh, suits. Yeah, same production. Uh, yeah, producers and production. What about uh, Doctor Ken? Animal Hospital or something like that. I, I was kidding mm. with those last two. Okay, I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Fair enough. <laughs> I was gonna have to yeah, start googling. Yeah. Damn it. Fair enough. Show my age and name Quincy. I, I, I mean, Ooh, Quincy. Stuff. That's that's rough. Ooh, Quincy. Yeah. There. <laughs> Curtis, you work in the uh, old folks' home. Is Quincy still hip with the uh, the old folks? Dude, like, <laughs> I'm sure Max is. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote, Quince, Quincy, Jag, Walker, Texas Ranger, they watch all that shit. Oh, dude, Matt Lock. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a medical show, yeah. but holy cow. Yeah, yeah folks Matt Lock's a big one. What about in, in the Heat of the Night? Do they still watch that on reruns? I haven't seen that on actually. Oh. Hey, wait a minute! That's a <laughs> Oh, I have offended Kitty now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. 
All right, so do we want to whittle down from this six, or do we feel like there's something else we could... Is there any honorable mentions, I guess, even if we don't? I mean, because, you know, again, showing age. Doogie Hauser was on for a while. and Not that yeah. it's a great medical show, but it, it's... You got to mention John it. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, <laughs> I remember watching St. Elsewhere. St. Elsewhere, right? St. Elsewhere is an honorable mention for me only because of the finale. Right. With the autistic... Uh, yeah. All right. So of the six that were named, we're gonna we're gonna whittle this down to four. I have a feeling I know what the four are, but we'll just kind of by general consensus. I think Mash stays on the list, right? Does anybody want that yeah. off? Okay. Scrubs, Scrubs, I think stays on. Yeah. It feels to me like the next two are the next two we listed. Uh, House and ER would round out three and four. But we could throw Grey's Anatomy or Royal Pains on the list if anybody has a strong argument to do so. We'll put Princess of the Love House. I would put Grey's on there before House. I think I disagree with Curtis in any way. That's the only reason you want to discuss But it's still on and is still the longest running medical drama date. Passing ER three years ago. What was that about ER? It's a, it's a ER took over like three or four years ago. Right. Now, I think, yeah. I mean, so if we say MASH scrubs in ER for sure, and then we're talking about House and Grey's Anatomy. I would totally go House over Grey's, just to be honest. A lot of people love House. So that that's, that's something I think would be a good contender. I know a lot of people love Grey's Anatomy, but I don't know if they listen to this podcast. I also know that more people hated House than they loved it for, for multiple different reasons. Um, and you're right. Grey's Anatomy is more like a soap opera. You know, I mean, we could almost put General Hospital on the list before Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I said so, Chicago Hope earlier, too, but I don't know. We would still put Grey's over House because it's a running. Okay. <laughs> Of the other of all of the ones on this list, Grace is still running. This is true. So that's it, true. Okay. So any thoughts between Gray's Anatomy and House? Let's just kind of go down the list here. We'll start at the top. We'll go through Curtis. We'll just work our way down. Everybody, pick one: Gray's Anatomy or House. Curtis. House. Uh, I gotta go. Gray's Anatomy. Zach. House. Dustin. Uh, I gotta go with house. Oh, that's Hawk. <laughs> I, I gotta go with Grace. All right, Kenny. I'm going house just for the sole reason that because everything else is also not currently running, it would almost make it a little unfair to do Grey's Anatomy because people are still watching it, maybe still more familiar with it, and it might give it an advantage where house would be an even playing field. Okay, and Mikey. <laughs> I gotta be. It, it, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It doesn't matter what you say at this point because of the numbers. <laughs> but I would like to hear your input. <laughs> I, if you had to pitch between the two, which would you pick? If I had to watch one, I'd watch House. Okay. Oh yeah, cool. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna go with House as our number four. 
good arguments all around. I, I, you can make a case for any of these. Again, they're they're all good shows. So, so that is this week's pop quiz. We are asking you, listener. We're asking you, folks, that follow us on social media. What's your favorite medical TV series of all time? And your choices are Mash, Scrubs, ER, and House. You can vote for this week's pop quiz. It's live right now. We have pinned it to the top of our Twitter and Facebook pages. You can look for it on Instagram. Search for and find it at pop goes. I'm sorry, at PGTC podcast. The pop quiz again is pinned to the top of those pages. If you don't do the social media thing, um, you can find, you know, if, if you're just not naturally there, you can find the links to all of our social media stuff, our email. If you want to send us your vote that way, all that at pop goes the culture.com. We're going to bring you the results of the pop quiz on next week's brand new episode of the Pop Goes Culture Podcast. Coming up this week, today, Friday, The Great premieres on Hulu. That's the Catherine the Great story. I can't tell if that's a series or a movie. I I just don't know. The the advertising has not made it clear. (laughs) Also, Friday, today, the final season premiere of She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Also on Netflix, Magic for Humans Season 3. Has anybody watched any of the Magic for Humans over on Netflix? I've I heard of it, but I haven't watched it. It's, it's worth a watch. It's pretty fun. It's pretty great. It is. BattleBots Season 10 on Discovery kicks off tonight. And we talked about video on demand day and date earlier. Because there are no theaters open, Scoob, the new Scooby-Doo computer animated film, goes direct to video on demand on Friday just like Trolls World Tour did. We'll see if theaters band together and decide they're never going to show another Warner Brothers movie again. I'm guessing not. <laughs> and we'll see if people will, you know, accept Will Arnett. Is it Will Arnett or Will, no, it's Will it's, Forte? it's Will Forte Will as Forte Shaggy. Is Shaggy. Like, yeah. they got Fred, Freddy back, like the guy that plays Fred, but they didn't bring you Matthew, know, Matthew Lillard back. Yeah. There's a lot of folks that uh, are still upset about the casting decisions. On Scoop. <laughs> on Saturday, if you've got a graduate, or if you did graduate, or if you left school early like Curtis did, whatever, graduate together. <laughs> America honors the high school class of 2020. It's one of these big simulcast things. It's going to be on ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. You can check that out. Or Instagram. Go ahead. So as well as Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. yeah, I think it's yeah Facebook. It's all over the place. Uh, that is going on on Saturday night. If you're not interested in that, we will be over on our cast channel, the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. We're going to be streaming Joker beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central on our cast channel. Again, if you've never done the cast thing, I'll just explain it briefly because I know we talk about it all the time, but it's a lot of fun. We did this last Sunday with the WWE pay-per-view. It wasn't as big as WrestleMania as you would expect, but we still had a good 30 to 40 people in there all night long, constantly. Um, What it is, cast, it's free to join. It's free to download, free to create an account, free to jump in and watch stuff. Um, So whoever controls the room, which the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, we have a room. Uh, whatever we can stream on a computer or if you know, if you've got a hard disk drive or a, a CD drive, Blu-ray, DVD drive, whatever you can play on a computer, it broadcasts to the whole room. So it's kind of like you see a lot of these uh, Chrome extensions where people can watch Netflix together. I think HBO's got a new one. It's similar to that. Uh, we can stream up to four different things at once if we wanted to. and You could just kind of pick and choose what you want to watch. But um, we're going to be doing Joker on Saturday night. Again, that's at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. 
Um, so join us for that. You can find the links to our cast channel on our website at popgoestheculture.com. Um, we can set it up where you can, you know, sit there and type back and forth. You can chat, text message kind of thing to the room, or we can give you permission and you can talk and we can talk about what we're watching. We've done that a lot with the wrestling stuff and that's been a lot of fun. So check that out on Saturday night. If you haven't done that, uh, be sure to look into it. Cause it's, like I said, it's a lot of fun when we do those. I will say, uh, brain damage was quite interesting. Did you watch brain damage? On I, I caught, I, I caught in about halfway through when we yeah, jumped in. Yeah, I, I, I set that one up, and then I had to run. It was a birthday party for one of the kids, and so we were doing things. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. I saw uh, some different folks were chatting during Brain Damage. I didn't see you in there. But did you do any type chatting at all or just talking? Yeah, I, it, like I said, it was, like, later on. But, okay. yeah, I think I interacted with, like, three or four other people. I was going to say, you must have you must have just been speaking because I didn't see the text. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to do that. Yeah. On Sunday night, Snowpiercer finally premieres on TNT. <laughs> Feels like we've been waiting on that one for a couple of weeks or a I couple hope this years. Is a good show because I really love the movie. I don't want to get up. Good show. I hope it's good too. It it has all the right pieces. We'll just hope they can pull it off. Right. Watch other than the next two that we have that you're say. What'd you say again? I'm sorry. Give you something to watch other than the next two that you're about to say. <laughs> well, I'll say it anyway. Batwoman and Supergirl season finales on the CW on Sunday night. Snowpiercer. You, you'll be watching Snowpiercer. I have a feeling I will as well. Monday night, Stargirl premieres on DC Universe on Monday. And then, like we talked about, the episode will be uh, available on the CW at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. This is the prequel novel to the whole Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins. Yawn. You're not interested in that? I can't believe oh. it. Wait, is there a prequel to Battle Royale? No? Okay. No, no, not so much. Okay. Uh, new on Blu-ray and DVD on Tuesday. Sonic the Hedgehog, Onward, The Way Back, Emma, Justice League Dark, The Apocalypse War, and a whole lot more. Check out what's new. We're going to get to a point where there's not going to be anything on DVD and Blu-ray, right? Because like, there's no movies in theaters. I feel like we're we're right there now. Because Onward was like the last thing that released in theaters. It would save me a lot of room. If you didn't oh, have to even, buy any more. Yeah. Even then, Onward was on Disney Plus like two weeks. Li- I have to. Yeah, it's been on for yeah, it's been on there for like a month. So Wednesday night, the 100 season seven premiere over on the CW. Ultimate Tag premieres on Fox. That's the uh, yeah, Watt oh, Brothers. Yeah. yeah. Looks like a lot of fun. Looks reminds me a little bit of American Gladiators back in its day. Diamond is set to begin delivering new comics to stores. I know we've talked about that a couple times, including new issues of Deadly Class, Red Sonia, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Doctor Who with the 13th Doctor, and more. Get out and support your local comic book store if it's safe to do so in your area. Just, if nothing else, pop in and say hi. Let them know that you're still there and that you're still collecting. you still got a pull list. Check and see when things are coming. Just get out and, and let them know that you support your local comic book store. Isn't that right, Dustin? Yes. And wear those masks. Yeah, and wear your mask. Even if they're made of underwear. <laughs> women's <laughs> undergarments will still count. Yes, you will not get kicked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there are some stores that are doing like stuff. So actually, they're doing what? I'm sorry. Curbside 
Yeah. Cur- yeah. Find out what your local comic book store is doing and go and support them, whether it's curbside, whether it's, you know, whatever the case might be. Let them know that you are. Well, I thought you were going to have underwear. Yes. Let them know that you will wear women's underwear as a face mask uh, when your books come in. Also, Fanatics and the Fan over on your Facebook page, you guys are still continuing your Whedon Wednesday watch party. What are you guys watching right now? Or what will you be watching next week, yeah, I guess? Um, because Zach has never seen the series Firefly, we've been, we've been running through Firefly. Upcoming this week is uh, two of my all-time favorite episodes. Uh, we'll be watching Janestown at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, followed by Out of Gas. There you go. So... Whedon Wednesday watch party continues over on the Fanatics and the Fan Facebook page. That's on Wednesday. On Thursday, Celebrity Escape Room starts at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and it's followed by NBC's Red Nose Day stuff. They do the Red Nose Day thing every May. It's a, it's a good cause. Um, if you're into that, it's available. You can watch it. However, I will not be watching that, number one, because I'll be recording a podcast. But if I wasn't recording a podcast, what I will be watching later Thursday night when I'm done recording a podcast, Holy Moly Season 2 begins at 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC, followed by that Two Tell the Truth. Is fantastic. Holy Moly is the best, um, yeah. in, in part just because of the commentary, if nothing else. Yeah, you want me Rob Riggle, man? <laughs> Absolutely. Does, it, does everybody know what Holy Moly is? Does anybody care besides Dustin and I? <laughs> I don't know what it is. All right, I want to take that as a note. It's it's a uh, it's a it's a mini golf thing game like a TV show where they have uh-huh. they start with like eight people and they like eliminate after every hole or whatever. But it's not just mini golf. It's not like going to putt putt. It's like extreme mini golf, um, like wipeout. Yeah, wipeout like mini golf kind of. But and all that all that is just a way. That's that's like that's like uh, the 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 chip that's the tortilla chip the salsa is the commentary <laughs> because that's what yes. you're wanting the all the mini golf stuff is just a vehicle to get you the commentary rob riggle and i forget the other guy that's doing it but it reminds me of the christopher guest uh, best in show if you remember that movie with the the dog show the commentary that's going on um how old are you again uh, I'm, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> it reminds me of that in terms of commentary. It's just hilarious. It's pretty fantastic. It is. And seeing the people like go like and think thinking that they're like professional pup pup players, it's hilarious. And and they might be at home on their home course. They might be the, <laughs> the big fish in the small pond. But then when they're like you know shooting stuff at you or like the the yeah. course is like tipping like it's on a pedestal and yeah it's fun yep watching people get knocked down a peg and then listening to the announcers like just completely yeah. run over and them mind you um what started it all was steph curry so the yeah um point guard to the golden state warriors he's yeah. the one that in, in every episode yeah threw this all together yeah giving them the jacket at the end of each episode oh. and stuff it's great it's yeah great. and then the, then the golden uh club. the golden putter oh, yes so check is that out if you have it. That sounds pretty exciting. I'm guessing you can find season one on Hulu. If I had to guess, it, okay. it'd probably be on Hulu. Since it's an ABC show and it's all owned by Disney, I'm guessing Holy Moly season one's probably on Hulu. It is. It is. It's um usually um that's how I watch it. It airs after um the day after day after um it airs on live TV. 
There you go. So go check that out. If you take nothing else out of this podcast, if everything else we've said means nothing to you, go watch Holy Moly on Hulu. It'll be worth your time. And then, of course, next Friday, join us back here for another new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast in your podcast player of choice. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take just a moment. Leave us a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost a thing. It's really one of the best ways you can show your support for this show or any podcast you listen to, any YouTube channel you frequent. Um, just leave a review. Let people know what you think of what they're putting out there. It's it's hard to do this into a void, into a vacuum sometimes, so it's nice to get that feedback. Um, so I've got to say, I've had a lot of fun. I know we've went long tonight, but it's been a lot of fun. i got to thank both Matt and Zach from Don't Push It. I've got to thank Mikey from Fellowship of the Geeks. Thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. Matt and Zach, tell everybody again about Don't Push It, what the podcast is about, where they can find you guys online, all that. So for uh, for us over at Don't Push It Podcast, um, every week uh, episodes drop on Mondays. You can listen to us talk about gaming, TV, films, sports, news, a lot of similar stuff to what we talked about today. Um, and then once a month, we do a Game of the Month Club. So um, make sure you play Minecraft. I'm sure you have it on about five different uh, <laughs> every <laughs> different console things. and every PC console, yeah. and yeah. Uh, but we like to you know just go off, uh, off the rails, hot takes, banter, a lot of fun stuff. So you can find us on Twitter at Don't Push It Pod. You can email us at Don't Push It Pod at gmail .com. We got a website Don't Push It Pod uh, dot com, and then you can find us on iTunes and Spotify. Very good. And, and you um, oh, go ahead. I will also. Uh, it is also a goal of mine to start building up our streaming platform on twitch yes so be on the lookout for that absolutely we if love you, video games so i was gonna we want to play them that's one question i was gonna ask is if you guys are doing any live streams so yeah absolutely um yeah are you guys just streaming to twitch currently or we've had a few test streams and uh we're still trying to get it all worked out okay if you guys uh you know uh, we'll talk after. We'll talk later. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, we're not going to do that here on the podcast. All right, yeah. and Mikey. You know uh, where to reach us. Yeah, absolutely. I do. I know where to get you guys. Mikey, uh, tell us a little bit about, more about uh, Fellowship of the Geeks again. Hey, it's Fellowship of the Comics, movies, stuff, podcast. Up episodes every <laughs> Find us pretty much wherever you can podcast. Also have a website, thefellowshipofgeeks.net. The fellowship. Very good. Yeah, you're kind of cutting out a little bit, so I'm going to paraphrase what I what you said. Um, yes, again, you guys are on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Fellowship of the Geeks uh, net. Both of these are part of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. You can find new episodes from both at popgoestheculture.com as well. Um, if you go to their, if you go to our website and you click on their stuff, it takes you directly to their podcast pages. So um, it's a great way to kind of help spread the love. I mean, we're all we're all podcasters. We're all looking for that, you know, to scratch that itch of putting content out there and interacting with fans. So be sure to check out not only our new episodes, but check out both of theirs as well. Um, they put out good work, and we are thrilled to have you guys with us tonight. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, this is great. Thanks, man. It was a lot guys, of fun. I'll tell you guys, for both of you, for all three of it, the door is always open. This is roughly when we record every week. So anytime you guys want to jump in, uh, you guys are open invitation. You're more than welcome anytime to join us. Yep. Uh, so that's you bet. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. I am Joey Mills with Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Go around the room one more time, guys, and tell everybody goodbye. Curtis. Curtis, goodbye. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs>
Bye, Dustin. everybody. Take a nap. And we will catch you all next here. <laughs> Try that again. We'll catch you all back here next week for another new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Be careful out there. Be safe. Take care. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Later. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.